recorded live in the Phantasmo Lounge high atop the Robert Bridgestone building in beautiful Midtown Portsmouth, Virginia. It's Phantasmo After Dark with your host, Rob Floyd, and co-host, Phyllis Floyd. Tonight's topic, a triple feature of schlock. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the old podcast. Hey, Phyllis. Hey, Rob. And uh, thanks for actually being here, seeing this you're under the weather. Yes, I am uh, I am rather ill, so hopefully I won't be all gross on this well, podcast. We're Sorry just trading if I'm off. sniffy. I had, it, I had a sinus cold the first part of the week, and now you got it at the end of the week. And It's lovely. I know I've been on here signing all stuffed up and stuff before, <laughs> so hey. It's just tradition, I guess. One of us has to be. Of course. Yeah, tonight's topic, We, you know, we did something a little different this time. We couldn't really decide on what to watch, and actually, this was last weekend, I think, when I was when I was sick and under the weather, so we were just cruising through Amazon Prime and seeing what they had, and they had a ton of apparently stuff. put on a lot of old classic sci-fi and horror movies and things, and we, you know, put some stuff on the watch list, and we're going through it, and so, ooh, let's watch this, ooh, let's watch this, let's watch this, and we watched... Three, three or four movies, three movies we watched, mm-hmm. and we were like, okay, well, there's not enough on any one of those to yeah. talk at length on. So we're like, going to have not, a 10-minute yeah, podcast. Why not just talk about all three of them? They're, they're kind of connected, not really connected, but... They're, so, they're connected on our Sunday afternoon. Uh, yeah, it was a Sunday afternoon of fun. There you go. And so, well, you know, we'll just figure we'll have a little fun, do something a little different maybe, and uh, and give it a go. Indeed. We suffered through... You must too. Yes. Yes, indeed. So what three movies did we watch, Rob? Oh, geez. Uh, <laughs> first, we watched Octoman. Yes. Uh, one of Rick Baker's first jobs. Uh, poor Rick Baker. And then we watched Blood Freak. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, that was nobody's first job. And then... <laughs> If it was, uh, it was their last. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. And then we watched Frankenstein Meets the Space Monster, which is one that I, you know, it's one of those 50s atomic sci-fi movies I've been wanting to see forever and ever and ever and just never got around to. Of the three, that was my favorite. That was the most enjoyable. That was the most fun. Yeah, for sure. And it had a couple surprises in it, too, or at least one surprise in it, which we'll get to as we start talking. Oh, and before we get started, though, by the way, for the how long have we been doing this podcast now? Um, a few, 110 episodes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Years. A few years. Yeah. Every opening, that announcer guy says <laughs> <laughs> what building we're in. Yes. And it's different. And it's always a different building. We move a lot. Yeah. A special uh, and no prize, as uh, Stan the Man used to say, or uh, I, I, you know, shout out to anybody that can uh, tell us. Go to the Facebook page. And after each episode, tell us what the name of the building has to do with the episode we're talking about. Mm. It relates to something or somebody in the episode in some way, shape, fashion, or form. It always does. In announcer man's head. Yeah. No, it always does. It always <laughs> connects back to something in the episode. I know. So anybody that can make that connection and tell me what the what the building's name is from, uh, we'll give a shout out to on the Facebook page and in the next episode, too. So... Because uh, we can't afford to send you anything. <laughs> <laughs> 
We don't get paid for this. Folks. Yeah, we don't get paid for this, folks. <laughs> but anyway, so but it's fun. But it's fun, and it's and you know it. I no, nobody has come back yet and said anything about it. I think it, there so. was one, one, one episode time. or maybe yeah. two. I forget because I think you said something about this once before, not challenging anyone, but just yeah. mentioning it and. Then sometimes I, I, I've got to reach to make a connection. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, let's get back to the movies we're talking about tonight. The first one up was Octoman in 1971. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, Kerwin Matthews, who was in Sinbad in the Seven Boys, just Sinbad. Right. Jeff Morrow, Creature Walks Among Us, This mm-hmm. Island Earth. Mm-hmm. They both did some good stuff. They've, they've got a decent resume. And then Octoman. Octoman. Oh, Why? also, uh, Buck Cartillion was in this. Mm-hmm. Buck Cartillion, who was, of course, Julius in Planet of the Apes. Right. And So you, you ruined our game. No, we'll give you something else. That's <laughs> 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 a direct line. Yeah. And then uh, he was also the Wolfman, or Bruce W. Wolfman, mm-hmm. in Monster Squad Monster TV Squad. show. Right. The great Saturday morning TV show from the 70s. Oh, love that thing so much. So cheesy, but it was for kids, and we ate it up, and I still watch it and love it to this day. <laughs> In fact, we need to get back and watch the rest of it. <laughs> but that's uh, that's pretty much it for the cast and you know who was in other stuff. But like I said, Rick Baker, one of his first jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if Schlock was his first one, though. I'll have to go back and check. I think that might have been. The Gorilla movie that uh, John Landis wrote, directed. Mm-hmm. Rick Baker did the makeup. I think that was his actual first professional credit. Okay. And then comes Octoman. Now, for being a young kid getting started in movies and stuff, it's a hell of a costume. Yeah, that's true. It, I, I, you know, I teased about it, but yeah, for for a first timer kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it is goofy, but it's, it's damn a goofy. damn good looking goofy costume. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't look like it's it's no sting of death. <laughs> if you have never seen. Sting of Death, or at least the trailer <laughs> for this movie called Sting of Death. By God, you need to see it. The Something Weird video, uh, you can get it from them. The trailer is on the Something Weird sampler, which I have lauded praises on over and over again. That's the best five bucks you'll ever spend in your life is buying that disc. Three hours worth of trailers from Something Weird video. Anyway, the whole episode is going to be about that if I keep talking. Yes, it will. Uh, Sting of Death is... This man jellyfish monster. Priceless. Oh, God. And the suit is, it's a rubber wetsuit. Mm-hmm. And when it goes down to his feet where like the flippers are, sometimes you can see the flesh between the <laughs> flipper and the wetsuit. <laughs> and then the head, it looks like somebody took a clear garbage bag and yep. blew it up. Mm-hmm. So it's all around him. You can't see his face in it. And then he's got just cables and and tentacles and... And ropes just hanging off of it like like tendrils and stuff. oh it's oh it's beautiful it's it's hideous. <laughs> anyway, this is head and shoulders way above that. I mean, it's a yeah, this it, is an actual it's suit. a great rubber suit monster. Yeah. The only real problem I have with it, I mean, besides the fact this a walking octopus man, yeah. is to make the right number of limbs. Oh yeah, it's weird. <laughs> they added two tentacles coming out of his calves. Yeah. Which just looks weird. It does. The other ones, it's like he kind of his legs, his arms, and then there's I think what four coming off the neck piece, hanging down from his head, kind of. Yeah. So and it's it's, it's essentially come, arms. Yeah, it's yeah. essentially double arms and double legs. Yeah, and it's you know, it's it's cheesy, cool yeah. looking. 
And you would think it would be that would be enough to carry you through this movie and have some fun. Oh, we had some fun. Oh, we had some fun, but the the, the big problems with it is it's the inconsistent. Well, a lot. Yeah, the plot is one. It's day. No, it's night. Yeah. No, it's day again. No, it's really night. The inconsistencies in the lighting, even within back and forth between scenes, it's sometimes it's way too dark. But then, like you said, then it's you know sometimes it's it's day and it switches camera angles and it's night and <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> Like they must have been out there for three years as many times as it switched from day to night. It was crazy. <laughs> Just crazy. Basically, the plot to this thing is these scientists are, where are they, in South America or somewhere? Yeah, it doesn't somewhere matter. in South America. <laughs> they're searching for this, this elusive well, find, creature. Well, they find these mutated baby octopus. Yes. Octopi? Octopuses. <laughs> a, a couple of mutated ones. And, of course, then they have one walking on the ground. It's just somebody's dragging it by a string. <laughs> It was hilarious. <laughs> so they want to find out where did it come from, and well, then the mama polluted octopus, waters, blah blah blah, yeah, or the oct- or the daddy octopus rather, because it's octoman. Oh right. Which, yeah, they actually they could have saved this movie a bit if they would have been a little more mysterious about the creature. Oh, you see it right on. You see him like in the first couple of minutes, right as day. Yeah, when they when they say, "Well, we need to find out where this came from," then it cuts to him standing waist deep in the in the swamp there in the mm-hmm. water. And it's a dead-on shot in bright light. And it's like, oh, man. No it, mystery at all. No. When they first attacks the guy in the tent at night, mm-hmm. if they would have kept the shots like that yeah. through a good two-thirds of the movie, right? then it would have been, okay, okay, we're building up to to seeing the creature. At least, at least as bad as it is, you'd have that anticipation of, okay, we're going to see the monster soon. Yeah. And this is like, oh, well, we blew our wide. We just saw the monster. Yep. Okay, well. Let's, and you're done. We're done. You know. Yeah, there was one shot in this entire film where I was like, "Oh, this one's going to be good. It's going to actually have some potential." And then it, the lighting was so horrible; it was just, <laughs> it was nothing. It was that one where they were the Octoman was standing on the top of the cliff, oh, and they yeah. were filming from the bottom, the yeah, foot of the cliff. That would have looked cool. And they were filming up. It, it was him in yeah. silhouette. It would have looked really cool, but it was too dark. Well, and then the pacing of the whole thing is just way uneven. And the acting, oh my god, so <sighs> good. <laughs> Well, Jeff Moore and Kerwin Matthews, but they were what, fine. the problem with is it's not the acting as much as the dialogue was hard. Yeah, that's true. Oh, the script was god awful. <laughs> I, you need to watch this thing. I, I, I can't even repeat it. Uh, it's just bad dialogue. <laughs> Sampling of blood taken from these primitive people whose main diet is seafood, fish, provides evidence that chemical changes produced by underwater detonations of atomic materials have been carried by tides and currents to all parts of the world. Here is what we learned from this morning's blood sample, Dr. Torres. God, it's worse than I expected. The contamination level? It keeps rising. Damn it, we cannot ask these people to change their diet. And and these... Oh, Octavision. Oh, Even yeah. Even though you look at the... the actually, the Octoman's eyes are really cool looking. Yeah, they're kind of like cat's eyes almost. They are. I mean, they're they're actually yeah. very well done But then eyes. when they go... Yeah, when but they when go you to go the... to Octavision, it's, yeah. all, it's all like bug-eyed. Yeah. You know? So you like see eight eight different versions of it. Like you're looking through a, the fly. Yeah, well, actually, eight would be fine because then it would be Octoman, but yeah, it's only so six. It was it six? Yeah. I couldn't remember. I counted. I you counted. Know. Good for you. <laughs> Good on you. And that's why you're doing this. Yes. <laughs> but then, you know, like I said, it's uneven, the whole thing. It go, And it goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. 
you know, little action nun, little action nun, little action nun. But then you get this whole long 10 minutes thing where they go spelunking, looking for the Octoman in this cave, and they get trapped in this cave. Yep. And it's dead. I mean, the movie's dead. It dies right there, and it's dead slow. And there's no, you don't see any Octoman. And it was it almost had a rhythm to mm-hmm. where you'd you'd see him, and then they do something, and then he'd come back, and they the people would do something, and then the Octoman would come back. And then here, it just it's nothing. It breaks that rhythm. Nothing happens. Finally, they get out, right, almost right where they came in, like right behind where they came in, where they mm-hmm. started. Yep. And then we get the end of the movie with the final confrontation, which is really anticlimactic. Yeah. They encircle him in a gasoline circle and light it on fire, which is only like about three feet high. Yeah. Oh, and don't you know that sucks out all the air? Yeah, they did that so it would suck out all the oxygen and it would kill the Octoman or he'd pass out or something. Yeah. Keep away from him, Steve. The fire will burn up the oxygen all around him. Completely open field. (laughs) This giant, giant circle. I'm not even saying the flames are anywhere close to him. I mean, they're like five feet away. Yeah, and they're only about three feet high. And uh, yeah, crazy, crazy. But that's going to suck out all the oxygen. He could have just walked over the flames. They weren't even three feet high. (laughs) Oh, oh, and there was the one, talk about, oh, before I get in that, this last scene, the last confrontation scene Mm -hmm. where he's fighting off one of the humans is in Fright Night. You remember that? When Peter Vincent, Roddy McDowell's Peter Vincent is Mm -hmm. the movie he's hosting at the end of Fright Night. Oh. It's like Mars needs flesh, yeah. but it's a scene from Octoman. I forgot. Yeah, now that yeah. you're reminding me, that's hilarious. <laughs> I did not remember but, that. Oh, but I was gonna say there's that one scene where the the guy hits, takes a machete or something, and cuts off the end of the one of the tentacles. Oh yeah, the the ne- it's and mysteriously the next scene, there. It's like he's a lizard. It's grown back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's all they don't comment back. on. It. Well, they can't cut off one of the the suit's arms, Rob. Well, they had to. No, they can't scene. do it. They can't go back. Well, they only and, had the one. I was going to say, they can't make another They built suit. an extra a tentacle stick out, out of that door to cut off, probably. <laughs> That's right. Then they have that one one scene where the girl, I forget her name. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Where she's, she's standing there beside the chair and she's like, stop or don't or back up or oh, something. Yeah. Whatever she's saying. It's one word, like to calm down. It's like back. Yeah. Back. Like the Octoman will listen to her. And he does one time. Yeah, like he's he's connected to her on some weird yeah. telepathic level. Beauty tames the beast. Exactly. And then the, the Octoman just kind of calms down and goes away. Yeah. And we still don't know why. Well, originally, I think Octoman was coming after them because they had the the, babies. the little babies. But they didn't have them anymore. I guess he just wanted revenge. I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to block it, I guess. I guess. <laughs> Whatever. Like I said, it's on Amazon Prime. It's probably on YouTube also. Check it out yourself and see what you think. You know, it's fun to laugh at, if nothing else. I can't say I loved this movie. No, the the thing, it probably if it wasn't so dark, that's the thing that just kind of hurts. Just visually dark. Visually, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not story-wise, just this, the print, the way it was shot. It was just dark and hard to see some of the scenes. Yeah, And was. that just kind of takes the, the fun out of a bad movie. That's you know? true, yeah. Uh, enjoying the badness of it. Yeah, that's true. You could probably do a drinking game or something with the every time he appears and because then he gets shot a couple times and yeah, he got shot quite a few. One times. time it hurts him, another time it doesn't. <laughs> Who the hell knows? It's Octoman. He adapts. Well, you know, he's he's created from pollution and probably radiation or something. So maybe he adapts to the gunshots too. Who knows? Yeah, whatever. Anyway, give it a watch yourself. 
check it out or don't. I mean, <laughs> it's up to you. <laughs> we had a great time watching it and laughing our ass off. Oh, yeah. So yeah. there you go. It's a, it was a Sunday afternoon well spent. It was. It was. And then we moved on to Blood Freak. Now, this is one that I'd been wanting to see for Alex about two years now. Friend of ours. Uh, Thank John, you, Mr. John Kitley. Yeah, John Kitley. <laughs> <laughs> we met at Monster Bash a couple years ago and uh, have gotten to know a little bit. Clued us into this. One of his favorite all-time movies. And uh, don't hold that against him. He's a really good guy. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, we got a chance to see this. And boy, I was looking forward to it. And I was not disappointed. It's bad Good, bad, in every possible way, and then some. And then some. Yeah. Again, though, is another one where it, it didn't this one have some dark yeah, yeah, prob- it was, it lighting was a problems, dark. too, which was hard to yeah, see. It was. The dialogue was bad dialogue, but it wasn't as like bad. Like Aquaman was just Aquaman. That probably was, too. I don't know. I didn't see it. But Octoman, that dialogue was just, just bad. Yeah. This dialogue in Blood Freak was bad, but funny bad. Yeah, for you the know? most part. For the most part, that's true. And, okay. The, so pre- the basic the premise, premise. The yeah, basic ahead. premise of this this magnum opus here <laughs> is this guy, ex-Vietnam vet, riding his motorcycle, looking like Elvis, cross-country. Now, it says in the, in the description that he pulls over the side of the road, this girl has a flat tire, and he gives her a ride back to her place. Right. But in the movie... She's pulled over in her car on the side of the road. He pulls over, and I think it's over the credits. You don't hear what they're saying. Yeah. They're talking. She gets back in her car, and he follows her to her place. Her car's fine. Yeah. nothing. It's like she just decided to pull over to the side of the road for no apparent reason. And yeah. he stopped and was like, oh, hey, you're pulled over. I'm going to follow you home. Yeah. So they get back to her place, and apparently she lives in a house with a bunch of roommates. And they're all partying and getting high and drinking. And, and her sister. And her sister's there. And this girl, Angel, mm-hmm. yes, is a is Quite a the uh, angel. religious, uh, born again religious, not fanatic, but girl. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't do the party and then they're getting high, but they she lives in the house with them that do. And maybe she's going to try to convert them, or does she live there? Well, she I don't know what house they went to to be completely honest, but she doesn't live with her sister. Her sister and her father live together, but I don't know where Angel lives because at some point. Later, her sister calls her, and they're not living yeah. in the same house. Anyway, they went to this house Doesn't where really everybody's matter. partying. Yeah. And they offer uh, drugs to the our guy. Herschel is his name. Yes, Herschel. Herschel Presley. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he looks like it could be an Elvis impersonator. He, he has does. the Elvis glasses, the Elvis pompadour hair and the Elvis glasses. <laughs> anyway, and he says, no, no, he doesn't do that. And then Angels recite some Bible verse. And then this is the great part. And I don't know if this happens before or this is where it happens first. But then it cuts to a, like a narrator. Yeah. And I love movies that do this. And this guy looks like, you know, your old drunk uncle who's trying to look hip and cool <laughs> in the 70s. <laughs> He's sitting there with this, in this like paneled office, probably from in his house. Yeah, probably. Uh, he clearly has the script on the desk in front of him, but yeah. you don't see it. It's off camera. <laughs> And he's smoking a cigarette, and he's, you know, he keeps looking down at the script. And, and reading. Like he, and I guess he's trying to look like he's just thinking, you know, trying yeah. to look smooth. And then looking back at the camera, and he's telling you what's going on in the story. <laughs> it's great. And what could possibly happen. And then we go back to the story. Oh, 
Oh my god. And he this pops happens in and out. all through the movie. It's not just the beginning oh. and the end. There's much to warn us all of the trends our destinies take. Our scientists agree that the one immutable law of life is change. And that guy is this actually is the best parts. He's one of the directors. Is he? Yeah. That's awesome. His name, uh, let's see, which one was that? That was um, Brad Grittner, I think, was his name. Stephen Hawks, or Steve Hawks, the lead, Herschel, mm-hmm. and Brad Grittner, both producers and well, directors, I think. Props to Brad. Yeah. I liked him. He was awesome. But then it goes on, and Herschel's looking for some work because he's just you know traveling across country. The girl's father is a scientist. Yep. And he works at the turkey plant. Yes. <laughs> a turkey farm. So he offers him a job doing odd jobs around the turkey farm until he sees what he can do. Yeah. And the two other guys that are working there, two scientists, are working on whatever, chemicals. Some kind of growth hormones. Growth hormones for the turkeys. And they'll give him some extra money. And, uh, oh. And drugs. Before that, well, before <laughs> this, he was against drugs. Then he's cleaning the pool at the at the girl's house. And the... Other sister, not Angel, gets him high and he goes for it. Well, yeah. before he was totally against it, mm-hmm. and now he's hooked. Oh yeah, one one joint, and he's yeah. addicted. Apparently, something about the backstory is that he got he was got messed up on drugs in Vietnam. Yeah, and he was clean. And I don't know if that I can't remember if that came out in the story. If it's that's just somewhere what I later, yeah, later, like at the very end, at I think we find end. out. Yeah. So they say the two scientists guys. You know, if you do this human trial thing and eat this turkey that we've inject with these growth hormones so we see what kind of side effects there are we'll give you a little extra money and all the drugs you want yeah he's a like, side benefit yeah side benefits he's like <laughs> okay so yeah because that sounds like a yeah. great idea <laughs> so he eats the turkey and then starts having convulsions and of course it cuts back and forth between the narrator and the people partying and there's much talk and protests about everything, about pollution, about drugs and their abuse. Then he has these convulsions, and the guys thinks the scientists find him. Yeah. And he's like passed out. Yeah, they think he's dead. So they go dump the body because they somewhere because they yeah. don't want to be. That's caught. right. But turns out, dun dun dun. Uh, turkey head. Turkey head. He's not dead. He's just his head's turned into a turkey. <laughs> yeah, like the giant turkey. Like head. Return of the Fly, except it's a big turkey head. No turkey <laughs> hands though, just big turkey head. <laughs> A paper mache turkey head is actually what it was made out of. Herschel turkey. Yeah, Herschel turkey. That's good. I like that. <laughs> Herschel turkey head. And then he goes on a rampage for blood. And that's where the blood freak name comes from. Yes, apparently Herschel turkey wants to drink blood. I don't yeah, know why. turkeys need Whatever. blood. And the whole rest of the movie is Herschel turkey head going around <laughs> uh, eating blood. And he even amputates a guy's leg with a table saw at some point. They end up in a warehouse or garage. And... <laughs> then he drinks the blood that's dripping off the table. And Yeah. Didn't you tell me that guy actually had... Yeah, that guy was actually amputee. an amputee. Yeah. <laughs> they... <laughs> that's kind of interesting. Cool. So they just cu- actually cut like a fake leg off. At it, where his thump ends, you know. Wow. Anyway, it goes back and forth and back and forth, and you get all that stuff. And, oh, God, how did they finally kill him? I can't remember now. Anyway, 
they they kill oh 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 the beauty part the beauty he he comes out uh and meets comes out as a turkey head duh he confronts one of the girls who was it is the drug the drug sister it was the sister yeah and she accepts him for being a turkey <laughs> yeah <laughs> and doesn't freak out no and she even talks about like spending a life together well at first it sounds like she's gonna accept him and then it sounds like she's not and how how well, how is our life gonna be what if we have children and yeah like, <laughs> she's rationalizing like she's it, it away. and not freaking out she's just okay well how can we work with this it's so weird she must love turkey but uh but then he, they she finds out that he can't stop killing people so she gets her drug friends and they're gonna try to put an end to him or stop him and yep. anyway they kill him somehow and then Herschel like, without turkey head mm-hmm. wakes up and it was yeah. all. Well, but the last oh. scene before he wakes oh. up and I just laughed because I said, I said something about eating the, would they eat the turkey? <laughs> and the next scene was the drug guys eating a turkey and yeah. the turkey head sitting on the table next to him. And I was oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah. is that cannibalism yeah. or is that a turkey? <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah. Then he wakes up. And the whole thing was a hallucination, a drug induced hallucination. Such a freaking letdown. Yeah. And Angel finds him and he gives himself to Jesus and to save himself from his drugs and he gets put in rehab and the end. The end. Or is it? <laughs> now, come to find out, the whole thing. Was, oh. Yeah. Yeah. It was funded by yeah, who? It was funded by a religious group yeah. of some description. I can't remember what it was now. That They backed out of it halfway through production, though. Oh. So the rest of it was financed out of uh, Steve Hawks and Brad Gritner's pockets. Oh, the wow. The producers, yeah. Oh, God, I love the narrator. He was the best thing about this. Well, I said going into this that that it felt like I was watching a, a PSA or yeah, it was a, like a morality, a Christian morality. Yeah, play. it was yeah. A, it was an anti drug movie. One of the, I read I read this uh, review when I was doing a little bit of research on it, uh, and this is the best best description of this movie. It was a boy. It's a born again Christian exploitation movie about a drug addicted wear turkey. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. It is, and this was actually. Supposedly, it was rated X originally for violent content. It wasn't they, that bad, unless they chopped a bunch out. I didn't see any violent. Yeah, content. There, there wasn't a whole lot. Of, I mean, there was some violent content, but it wasn't that bad oh, at all. But compared to some of the, it shit was we a watched, lot tamer yeah. than. I mean, maybe what we watch is is extreme, but you know, it was a yeah. lot tamer than a lot oh, of things we've seen. I found this out, and I was holding this fact for you. Oh yeah. Uh, you commented about Herschel's. It looks like his hands were burned and messed up. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were. Yeah, that that was real. Okay, I thought that, maybe it yeah, was. Yeah, it wasn't makeup or anything. What happened to him? He he had made a couple of Tarzan movies. Okay, Spanish Tarzan movies. Oh, and on one Acted of them, in them, yeah, he played oh, okay. Tarzan. Oh wow, Spanish films, like I said, these yeah. you know not American films, and one of them, they were so low budget, and one of them he got burned really bad. Oh wow, and uh, one of the female co stars did too, hmm. and the. <laughs> The company, the Spanish company was making it. I think they were making them in Florida or somewhere like that. Mm-hmm. Instead of paying for the medical bills and all, mm-hmm. they just pulled, lifted production and went back to Spain and finished the movie without him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. So I, I think he kind of tried to do this movie to help pay his medical bills. Holy crap. Yeah. Wow. 
Um, that was crappy of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But this, I do believe this was made in Florida. And this is like along the lines of like Sting of Death. And then Zat was another one. Yeah. That's mutated nature, mutated creatures, low, low budget made in Florida. Which we should have done those two movies in this one. Then we could have the Florida trilogy, you know. Yeah, we should have. You're right. You're right. <laughs> well, another reason to watch this. Now, I don't know if the closed captions on this were done <laughs> by Amazon Prime or if they were done like with this movie or I'm not sure how these closed captions appear, where they come from. But, but they we were gloriously watched it, We watched off. it on Amazon Prime, and these closed captions were amazing. They were so wrong, and they. I I wish <laughs> I had like screen taken pictures of all the wrong things they I, said. I did all, I did one, and I'll try to post that when I post the pictures on the Facebook page. It was amazing. Wrong words left and right, and, and the sentences just don't make any sense. But they're funny as hell. Yes. So I will tell you that by the end of this movie. I think we've discussed on here that I have problem with my ears, so I don't hear as well as most, and so I use closed captions on everything, and I get very frustrated when I can't understand what's going on, and by the end of this movie, I was so <laughs> frustrated and angry, I didn't know what to do with myself. I, I think you were better off, though, than knowing what was going on. <laughs> well, part of it was really funny because I knew they were off. So it was kind of funny to see what was off about them. But at the same point, I really wanted to know what they said. So then I would I would be backtracking in my head. Okay, what could that possibly really mean? And try to figure it out. And then I'd lose sentences in the process. <laughs> so I'd get totally lost. Anyway, I managed to keep up, obviously. But, oh, the closed captions were amazing. You Again, need to watch it with do closed yourself captions a favor on. and watch it. This thing is glorious. Uh, and it has a bit of a cult following, I understand. Like I said, uh, Kitley loves it. <laughs> and so much so that his wife made him a birthday cake with Blood Freak. And, <laughs> and then I think they had another one, or, or maybe he made one was just a party, but his one's birthday cake was like Blood Freak versus. I can't remember what the other monster was now, but it was an awesome cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll try to get as many pictures and, as I can of this thing up on the Facebook page. Oh, that is amazing. Yeah, that was something else. Yeah. Now, I think that's enough of that. I agree. And this has been a story based partly on fact, partly on probability. Our third viewing was a lot of fun. Yeah, I liked the last one a lot. Yeah, 1965. Frankenstein meets the space monster felt like a mid fifties sci-fi yeah, movie. Absolutely. Low budget, no Frankenstein in it at all. Well, I mean the <laughs> the cyborg was technically was a Frankenstein's monster. It was two face. It was two face. Um <laughs> but he was a cyborg. Yeah. Now although they say robot. Yeah. But whatever. Maybe the cyborg wasn't here a term then. Is we're sending a man into space or as I don't know it was to Mars. To Mars, to I think. But I don't know why they don't want to send a man. They James Karen is in this from Return of the Living Dead and et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. They didn't want this to risk a human life. Movie. Yeah, they didn't risk a human life, so they built this robot or cyborg mm -hmm. to go in, in place of just a regular guy. And they send him up, and lo and behold, he happens to be going up the same time that a uh, Martian spacecraft is coming here, and they shoot his ship down. 
And he crashes, and half his face is like melted down, so he looks like Two Face. Yep. And that ship lands, and the Martians are coming here because Mars, Mars needs, needs women. women. <laughs> we have come here to this planet for one purpose only: to acquire breeding stuff to repopulate our planet. Apparently, their their population is going down, and they're running out of women, so they're coming to get some Earth women to to do it with and repopulate their species. And, oh, this, this spaceship is, is glorious. The outside of it looks like Epcot Center or something. It's this big yeah. multi... Golf ball. Golf ball, not octagon, hundred gone. <laughs> <laughs> Faceted sphere thing with, like, the landing platform for the lunar module. Mm-hmm. And, but inside, it's huge. It's like the TARDIS or something. Yeah, it's a huge plywood mess <laughs> uh, the walls are painted plywood and in one of the scenes it's almost like they didn't paint it you can see the wood grain set designer was amazing let me yeah. tell you and the martians fluorescent uh, lights and everything oh. <laughs> there's one scene where it's looking up at the space monster the camera's on the ground looking up and he's walking and you see on the ceiling above it's just like some you know fluorescent shop lights yeah. <laughs> it's like oh come on clear God. as day yeah you couldn't put something over those but our two lead Martians are the princess. Yes. And then Dr. Nader, mm-hmm. who has a fancy black outfit and a Nosferatu bald head with pointed ears mm-hmm. and the creepiest smile you've ever seen. It this is a guy, really creepy smile. This guy is a character actor who's seen in tons of stuff over the years. Lou Couttrell, is he the Couttrell or Coutel or Cuddle? I don't know how you pronounce his last name. Lou. Lou. But he's been on TV all over the place, still working, I think. I think he's still alive. James Karen we just lost, I think, last year. But this guy is been in everything, creepy as this alien. Mm-hmm. Now, to get away with doing the makeup on the other aliens all the time, they're wearing, like, spacesuits with astronaut helmets. Yeah, so you don't have to do the yeah. ears. So they just look like humans, essentially, Yeah, in spacesuits. Towards the end, I think a lot of them have the helmets off. But the first time you see another alien with the helmet off, I was like, holy crap, it, it's Bruce Glover <laughs> out of nowhere, who was, of course, Mr. Uh, Kit or Mr. Wynn, I think, in Diamonds Are Forever mm-hmm. and tons of other things over the years. And just out of nowhere, he's this Martian in here. Was he credited? I didn't see his name at the beginning. I think mm. it was at the end. Though. Oh, okay. Yeah. I could be wrong. Originally, this was going to be supposed to be a comedy. Really? It was written is to be a comedy, but the producers wanted a straight sci-fi monster picture to play on, like you know, double features and stuff. Mm. <laughs> One of the original things in the script for it to be a comedy was that the robot was going to be built with a uh, like Fra- like Frankenstein out of different parts, and it was going to have like a tap dancer's legs. Oh lord! So every time he heard music, he'd start tap dancing. <laughs> Which that would have been awesome. That would have been fight really with a space funny. monster. Yeah, I'm almost sad that didn't happen. Yeah. Another thing though about now be, talking about uneven. This was, you know, a good, pretty much a straight ahead. Like I said, it felt like a '50s picture. It's in the middle of the '60s, mostly, and everything's going along like by the book, by the numbers. But then we get this scene where James Karen is riding on a scooter with the scientist girl. Through town and it goes on forever, and yeah. it's just like, and then the music changes. The, there's a couple cool, like, fifties type rock and roll songs in it, but yeah. then you get this one that switches gears. It's more like a ballad, like yeah, and them just riding along, looking at the it's city. Like a, and... It's like a romantic 
little yeah. date now. Yeah. And then we that cuts but they're and then we get back to way. the movie. Yeah, but the reason they're on the scooter at all is because they're trying to leave the city and head out they're they're tracing trying the to find robot's the ship... tracker. Yeah. 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 So they're trying to go find their robot where he crashed down. Uh, eventually they do, but in the meantime the Martians are collecting women in bikinis. <laughs> they go to a pool party and get a bunch of women there and Yep. <laughs> Bring them back to the ship. And the women don't seem to be freaking out about getting on no, the ship. They're very calm they're about like, this whole okay. thing. Okay. Yeah. Hey, we're going on a trip. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Freaky deaky. All right. You know. That was just kind of weird. But again, it's another, it's, it's just, it's by the numbers. No surprises here. No big, no. you know, things. A low budget, black and white sci fi monster picture. And, uh, it was fun. It was. Yeah. Fun. I'd watch it again. You know. Yeah, we we don't sound very enthused about it right this second. I guess because maybe we were laughing so much at the other ones. But it was a it was a good sci fi yeah. film, and I really did yeah, enjoy I, it. If a you lot. like like I do, if yeah, you if you, you like love these. the Atomic Age sci fi monster pictures, this is this is one of them. I mean, yeah, it's and good. it's not it's not one of the best. It's definitely not one of the worst. It's a it's enjoyable enough. And the di- it has some funny dialogue in it. Yeah. Of course. I am pleased to confess you are satisfied. I will be satisfied when we have enough more like her to commence phase three. And some characters, like There's I some said. Stock footage. Lou. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> I, I did read about uh, 65% of this movie was stock footage. I think that might be a slight exaggeration. I don't, think so. I don't think so. You don't think? We have to go back and watch it. But I believe it. All that footage of any time. I know all the military all stuff. All the military stuff. Anytime a ship is in the air, a plane or anything. I know. All anytime the, it's all not one of the main stuff. characters on screen, it's just street scenes and stuff. Yeah. All stock footage. Wow. I'd have to time it, but yeah. it seemed like that was a high number to me. It's amazing what you can do with stock footage. It is. It is. Uh, this is definitely one that, like I said, I, I'd watch it again. It was fun. It wasn't great. No, but it was good. Yeah. And why was it called Frankenstein Meets the Space Monster? Because he finally meets the the one monster. They have one monster. Oh yeah, yeah. They have. The they, I forget ship. why they have a monster in a cage on the ship. Yeah. And and this is probably where Lost Skeleton got that idea from. Oh, maybe. You know, it probably the mutant. Is. Yeah, the, the mutant. mutant. I think they even call it a mutant in this. Do they? Yeah, I think Lou does. Oh. Dr. Nader. I don't yeah. remember. Anyway, and they let this monster. And again, this is. It's pretty much like a shaggy gorilla suit with yeah. a rubber uh, demon mask mm-hmm. for the head. It's glorious, it's, glorious, and it's good. And it and the and the cyborg do battle. Yes, so that's it. Yeah, they do battle at the end. And the and the cyborg ends up blowing up the spaceship in flight as they're going. They get the women off first. Yes. And then the ship takes off, and the cyborg blows it up in mid-flight, and we're safe now, or are we? Or are we? Definitely one. Now, I did, when I was doing research on this, I did find where some company had done an action figure set of the cyborg and the space monster. And then there was another, was a couple of model kits. One is just a bust of the cyborg, mm-hmm. the Frankenstein, and a full full figure kit. And it's like, man, it's amazing some of the stuff that's been put out you know, mm. for these low budget nothing movies. Yeah. Even Blood Freak has some things, oh, believe God. it or not. Some I can believe figures it. Figures and stuff, yeah. Herschel Turkey. <laughs> that is a full afternoon right there. It it was indeed. if you look it, if you're sitting at home, if you're sick, like like we have been <laughs> and you don't want to go out, order you a pizza, order some Chinese food, whatever whatever you like, go to Amazon Prime, 
click Laugh- on laughter is healing they say yes <laughs> and i felt better after watching them uh and do yourself do yourself a service and do a triple feature of octoman blood freak and frankenstein meets the space monster <laughs> I what think a we'll, weird combination. Yeah, I think we'll probably do this again because that was fun watching them in a row like that. Yeah. Well, you know, originally... And they're short, too. They're not long, so... We were originally planning on doing, um, what were we saying, maybe the Sinbad films? Oh, yeah. We talked first about doing, like, just Seventh Voyage of Sinbad. Yeah. And then we just toyed with maybe, well, maybe we'll do, you know, the, all three of the Harry Has and Sinbad films. Yeah. And I was like, no, I don't want to go watch three movies this afternoon. I'd like to be able to do something productive. So what did we do? Come home and watch three other movies. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. And enjoyable on a completely different level than the, right. than the Harry Hazen films would have been. <laughs> Which we will do one day. Yes, we will. Or maybe we'll take them one at a time. But uh, this was a lot of fun. And man, you know, I'm, I'm in the mood to watch some more crap right now. <laughs> well... We don't have time right now. I got to edit the podcast. Yes, so we can get it up. Check out the Phantasmo After Dark Facebook page. I'll put up lots of pictures from each one, in one big folder, and a couple of trailers from each one, and uh, whatever other odds and ends I can find. And drop us a line on the Facebook page, or even the Phantasmo After Dark email. We'll check it one day. Uh, I check it every day. Oh, it's on my phone. <laughs> Fanta- that's phantasmoafterdark at gmail.com. Phantasmoad nope. at gmail.com or one word, phantasmode at gmail.com. Or just drop us a line, you know, post on the Fa- Phantasmo After Dark Facebook page. Tell a friend, won't you? And uh, that's about it. That's about all I got. How about you? Well, we got one more thing to oh, do. Oh, we got to play the Planet Apes game. Yep. What do I use? Well, while you're thinking... We discovered many years ago, friend Clayton and I discovered that the world revolves around Planet of the Apes. And much like the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon game, we just, we came up with this many years before that. And you can connect anything back to Planet of the Apes in a few degrees. Sometimes it's uh, short, sometimes it's long, but everything goes back to Planet of the Apes. Let's do Bruce Glover. Okay, Bruce Glover. He was in Frankenstein Meets the Space Monster, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we'll do this. <laughs> Bruce Glover was in Diamonds Are Forever. Okay. The James Bond, Sean Connery movie. Mm-hmm. Norman Burton played Felix Leiter in Diamonds Are Forever. Mm-hmm. Norman Burton was the hunt leader gorilla in the original Planet of the Apes. Well, that's very short. And I believe he was also the one that, who uh, said... No, no, wait, that was, Julie said human see, human do. But anyway, yeah. Too short. <laughs> well, once again, you have proven. The world revolves around Planet of the Apes. Indeed, sir. <laughs> Alrighty then, I guess that's about it. That's all I got. So Go, go watch some movies. Watch, yeah, n- maybe these movies. <laughs> yeah. Or and not. let us know what you think. Yeah. <laughs> Till next time, thanks for listening, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night.